0: Science doesn't always have the best reputation of being engaging. Present company excluded, of course. Just think of the stereotypical scientist, usually a man, in a lab coat. Maybe he's even giving off mad scientist vibes with white hair and crooked glasses. Well, today's speaker wants to change all that. I'm Tegan Taylor and this is Occam's Razor, a soapbox for science. And I'd like to introduce you to Maddie Massey-Westrop, She believes we should all be having a bit more fun with science.
1: When you become a scientist, they teach you how to be boring. If you're talking about science, make sure that you use formal language, plenty of jargon and a healthy dose of acronyms. Your communication channels are limited to conference presentations and seminars, academic articles, and the odd official-looking fact sheet. If you talk about science in a different way, colourful, energetic, even fun, you're dumbing the science down. This is what I was told when I was studying biology and then working in medical research a few years ago. Whenever I was discussing science, I needed to act serious. Otherwise, how could anyone take me seriously? This was really tough at the time, communicating like I was a stale, old white male just didn't come naturally to me. I was a Barbie in Oppenheimer's world. But today I'm here to tell you something different. There is no such thing as dumbing down science. Communicating science in an engaging and accessible way is critical so that people in the public pay attention, particularly young people, millennials and Gen Z like myself. The science can be presented with passion, emotion, humor, It can be shown in new formats like a TikTok video or an online game. It can be shared on new channels like social media, but it can still be accurate and informative. Winding back a little bit, why should we care about science communication? When science knowledge is shared with the public, we can use it to guide our decision-making, develop solutions to our problems, and simply understand more about the world around us. When science communication fails, It can be catastrophic. During the COVID-19 pandemic, despite countless clinical trials showing that vaccines work, many people choose to remain unvaccinated as they feel that there simply isn't enough evidence. And since at least the 1950s, scientists have been discussing the dangers of climate change, but this has only entered the mainstream in the last few years. And unfortunately, science communication is leaving the younger generations behind. Scientists and institutions are sharing knowledge with the public in a stale, static way that just doesn't feel relevant to those of us in our 20s and 30s. Whereas people sharing false information are constantly finding ways to capture our attention, spreading gripping narratives on every social media platform. If science communication doesn't evolve to keep up with this, what chance does scientific truth have against disinformation? If scientists don't meet young people on our platforms, and speak our language, why should we listen? Okay, so some of you may not be entirely convinced at this point. It seems like a lot of work to adapt the way science is communicated to cater to the younger demographic. Maybe like other young people, I'm asking for too much, along with a house that I could afford without selling feet pics. Shout out to Rod on Instagram. (laughs) But millennials and Gen Z are a group of people who should not be ignored. We are out there doing essential work, leading others, making important decisions. And if young people are informed about science, this has real impact today and into the future. For example, a few years ago, a young girl learned about climate change by watching videos online. This inspired the girl to skip school and sit in front of the Swedish parliament to protest their lack of action on climate change, and then later become one of the world's most famous environmental activists. Her name is Greta Thunberg. So, how can we get young people to care about science? How can we give more people the opportunity to become the next Greta Thunberg? I started thinking about this when I was doing my master's in cancer immunology. Sometimes my friends would ask about my research and I would assume my professorial tone. Well, it's very complicated, but basically the BRAF V600E positive melanoma cells secrete CXCL10, which attracts the cytotoxic T cells to the tumour. Their eyes glazed over, and I was a little offended at the lack of interest in my research. I thought we were besties for life. Then I dropped the Professor Act and talked to my friends how I usually would. The melanoma cells I was studying behaved differently to normal skin cells, exhibiting some red flags, like if a guy's hinge profile says Bitcoin enthusiast, or has a photo of him holding a fish. When the cancer cells were hiding from the immune system, they were ghosting. Like that same guy from Hinge after the third date, shout out to Ryan from Bundy, your breath smelled anyway. (laughs) And my friends were in fact really interested in my research when I explained it in a fun way. They could understand and engage with the science when I used casual, straightforward language and everyday examples. I was also interested in having science conversations with more young people beyond just my friends. My first attempt at this was creating a science blog and writing articles with cute little infographics, which literally no one read, except perhaps my mum and my grandma. Shout out to Nicola and Philomena. (laughs) Then I started making 60-second science videos as Math From Lab on Instagram and TikTok. Suddenly tens and sometimes hundreds of thousands of people all over the world were watching, commenting, and asking questions. Now, as a science communicator, I look back constantly on these experiences. I learned that for young people to engage with science information, it needs to be shared via the right channel and presented in an approachable, accessible way. There's data supporting this too. For example, a 2023 report from the University of Canberra shows that more than half of Gen Z Australians get our news from social media, me included. And on popular platforms like TikTok, we are more likely to pay attention to information that is presented informally by ordinary people rather than formally by an institution or news organization. And when some effort is put into tailor science communication to us, it hits different, it slays. By the way, that's Gen Z slang for significantly better than usual. For example, Governments and research institutions often struggle to share COVID-19 information with young people during the pandemic, but there were some amazing successes on the grassroots level. In 2021, a new social media sensation appeared in the remote Northern Territory community of Air. The character called Captain Sanitizer would appear in hilarious TikTok and Facebook videos fighting the coronavirus while spreading COVID safety messages in local language as well as English. And these videos were the perfect method to share this information in a fun, accessible way. And I know that I'd rather watch a captain Sanitizer video than read a COVID safety pamphlet. And I'm literally an immunologist. Mm -hmm. Another TikTok user, this time an engineer from New York called Vic Krishna, created a viral video about how mRNA vaccines work. He explained with amazing precision, the process of the mRNA entering the host cell being converted into coronavirus protein, and then coronavirus antibodies being produced by the body. All in 59 seconds, and the only props were a piece of paper, forks and rubber gloves. I'll leave you to imagine how that all came together. We need more of this. Science communication that is accurate and informative, but also fun and accessible and easy to understand science communication that empowers young people to inform ourselves and use this knowledge for good. And better sharing of science knowledge benefits everyone, not just millennials and Gen Z. Everyone is vulnerable to misinformation and disinformation, and some research suggests that older people are actually the most vulnerable. A 2019 study from Princeton University and New York University showed that Facebook users over 65 we're almost seven times more likely to share fake news articles on the platform compared to those aged 29 and younger. We all have an Aunt Karen out there, you know this is true. And if there is more accessible, engaging, and accurate science communication, all generations can be better informed. And to make this happen, I'm telling you we can all play our part. In the research sector, there needs to be more experimentation and risk taking in how science is communicated. Scientists should be encouraged to try new things, maybe that's doing an acting class or adding some jokes into their presentations or filming a lab vlog. They should be supported to engage with the public, who are the ultimate funders and beneficiaries of their research. Social media companies should invest in training and supporting scientists and science communicators to make content that actually excites young audiences. For example, there could be a TikTok incubator program for emerging science communicators. I'm very biased, I want that to happen. This is so important to support the development of high quality science-based content and slow the spread of misinformation and disinformation. And for you, if there's one thing that you can take away from this discussion, it's to keep an open mind. If you see science being communicated in a wacky way, maybe even a little silly, don't dismiss it right away. Watch, listen, join the discussion because you might learn something new. The science message can still be so important, even if it's captain sanitizer running around Air with a roll of toilet paper and an antiviral cleaning spray, or a cancer researcher comparing melanoma cells to men, they're literally cancer, in her disastrous dating life because there's no such thing as dumbing down science. Thank you.
0: You just heard from researcher and science communicator Maddie Massey-Westrop, otherwise known as Mads from Lab. She was speaking at our Occam's Razor live event at the Sydney Powerhouse on Gadigal Land in August. I'm Tegan Taylor, your Occam's Razor host, and of course I'll be back again next week with another engaging scientist.